Welcome to another episode, Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. Have another amazing guest for you today. We have finance business planner and licensed health insurance advisor, Carissa Bush, MBA. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. It's, it's good to be on. Thank you so much for the invite. Oh, I appreciate you for sharing your story to help somebody. For sure. That's what <laughs> it's about. Yeah. You know, because some people are like, who is this guy? What do you want? Why you connect? That's, that's all right. I appreciate what you do, man. We need more people like you out here. Ah, oh, you're so kind. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um working mom of two little ones, uh a wife. I had a I had a little dog. I had a doggy baby, but uh you know, uh he's no longer with us. But other than that, um I'm just an individual searching for purpose defining my purpose and just trying to do some good out here. Um, I got into the, the finance industry during the pandemic, like the most craziest time when people just are trying to keep some kind of normalcy, but I, no, I, I wanted more. I wanted to do more. I felt, I felt a purpose. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay. So that's what led you to this path. The for sure. Yep. For yeah. sure. Did it affect your job prior to you switching? Uh, specifically, yes, it did. Cause I mean, I left, I left some consistency, you know, a guaranteed paycheck where the job never was different. Everything was the same. Like if it was something different, it could be easily solved with a pro or with a, with a, with a fix. Um, but here, like it, it's, it's new everything is new it's always changing we're dealing with people money we're dealing with an economy that don't know what it's going to do what they want to do and it's man inflation inflation but not only that like the pandemic is a is a driving factor for sure and like this thing is a beast out here so it, it most definitely has a big impact on the economy so um it's ever changing and it's not something that you can just adapt to yeah, because you would think we would have been at the end and figuring out what's the new normal we're going to be working with. But right now, it's kind of down. But, okay, you still like, is there another wave coming? Are we about to hear the breaking news? It's over. This is how we're going to go forward going forward now. Like, okay, when that news comes. I'll it's- tell you this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I thought we were out of it. I thought we were out of it the end of summertime. I had all these big plans for family get togethers and Thanksgiving. Uh And then January hit and I'm looking at the news like, oh, oh, I don't want to go nowhere. Like it's getting scary. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh no. It's crazy. Yeah, I found myself my mom had got it around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And thank God she got better. But I always tend to do all her errands for her. so mm-hmm. wherever i go i'm masked up and some might be like are you i ain't got it like anything about you i ain't 
take nothing around her. I'm vaccinating all that. I don't trust nothing. A hundred percent. I'm around you. I got a mask on because I got to go around her at some point. A hundred percent. So like, um, thank God is right. That, that, that was the perfect saying right there. Thank God. Cause I, I am a woman of faith and like you, my, I take care of my mother as well. I take care of my two little ones. I have two little ones under the age of five. I have my husband, you know, we have people in our family that has compromised immune system and I'm, I'm the same way masked up no matter where we go. And it's just, you don't know. We don't know as much as we want to play it safe. It's still uncertain. Like I heard a story the other day where someone, some lady told me her husband play a safe gloves on at the market store, wherever he's at. Like, He's always masked up and he still caught it. And it's just like you, the only thing you could do is pray to God yep. and take these precautions. I, I, I tell you this, just honestly speaking with you, I had a scare last night coming home from work. And I was like, the people around me in the office, uh, it, it was a couple of cases, right? Okay. So I kept telling myself mentally, like, you're all right. Like your immune system is okay. But man, the mind is so powerful. It hit me. Oh. It was like, <coughs> and I, I told my husband, I was like, look, I just want to be safe. I want to make sure I don't have it before I come home. So I'm hitting the expressway 10 minutes before right Aid close trying to get those home tests. <laughs> I'm negative. I remember. Thank, thank God. And we do a Bible study here because God the reason why I'm on this path to help people find their purpose. Good. Yeah. When the governor shut everything down. I was still custodian in Wayne State. Mm -hmm. We were off for like two or three months. And then when stuff started getting a little better, we had to go back to work. And I had a panic attack in my living room. Never had one before. Wow. I, I was really freaking out to where I, I had to slap myself. Like, hey, God got you. Relax. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. Yeah. You because all these people like, man, how they spray this joint down. You for real, you want me to come up in here, but you got everybody else at home. Really? That's what we doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is what a panic attack is. Oh no, nah, devil is a lie. Mm -mm. I know yeah. that's right. Claim that the devil yeah. is a lie. But you don't know these things are real until they happen to us. Like, I guess you I guess you're right. I had a panic a panic attack too. I'm sitting in a grocery store, like coughing. <laughs> was perfectly fine 10 minutes before I walked into the grocery store. And you're right. That's exactly what it was. It was a panic attack. Like I'm feeling dizzy and everything, but no, I had to, I had to like, God just put it in me. Like, nah, what you going to do? How you going to prove you? How you going to get your mind back? Right. You got to get your mind back. Right. Cause like the mind is so powerful. I was telling my husband this morning, it was so powerful. I made myself have these symptoms. Oh, oh that's, I mean, just harboring. Just harboring Tom, on that. Tom breathes life and death, and the devil attacks you in the mind first to make you speak it like, do I got this? And you could have been perfectly fine, like you said. Like, I ain't got no. And then you start getting so paranoid, like, what? Relax. Relax. You got you covered. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, I now just for just for record's sake. Mm -hmm. Anybody that don't want to wear a mask, all that, that's your business. Absolutely. You know, here. Nothing you know, against y'all. And you shouldn't judge someone that do want to wear one. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I have coworkers that they preference not wearing a mask. 
and I love them just as much as I love the person that has a mask on. It's just cool. Like we gonna talk six feet apart. We gonna t- I'm gonna have my mask on. You can talk to me, and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna treat you different. Like a hundred percent. Thank you so much for that disclaimer because it needs to be said. It really does all the time. I mean, we need to really act like some of God's greatest commandments: love thy neighbor as thyself. We talk it, but we don't really live that. No. All no. This political stuff with something base cast. Okay, you do what you choose to do, mm-hmm. and that's I'm gonna do me. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. Where you should trust. Don't. I ain't. I ain't questioning you. Go get back right. to your boo boo boo. So don't worry about me and how I'm doing. A hundred percent. Respect each other's perspective and keep it moving. I agree. I agree. It's so funny. Like, um, I, the year that I was born, like some people go off a horoscope. Some people don't like me. uh, A lot of people that I'm very um, cool with, like family and friends, they go off a horoscope all the time. Like you Pisces. So your, your personality is like this. Okay. That's cool. But my the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we're talking about like people preferences, right? Mm-hmm. And my personality, I get along with the most abrasive people, and people just like how how can you stand? I'm just like I, I don't know. Like I, I just I am who I am. I can I can get along with any personality. The most sweetest person, the most abrasive personality. I am who I am and I love enough just to love them for who they are. Will I always agree with them? A hundred and ten percent, maybe not. And I'll let them know and I'll voice it in a very soft manner. But that's what we need more. To your point of what you were talking about, we need to respect each other. Yeah, we, we need do. to just we can have differences, but we just need to allow that person that grace to 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 act out or be who they are. And don't take it personal. Yeah, I mean, allegedly, that's the whole point of being American in the Constitution. We can have difference of views and still be cool. Yeah, and I ain't going there with you, Jeff, today about that. We ain't going to go on that subject because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't, ain't going... That's what the second side of the show I'm doing other <laughs> I, I ain't going there with you today, nah. but yes, that is it. Nah, to follow up what you were talking about, 110%. Yes, that's that's what it was made to to do. Yeah, yeah, we, we ain't doing no history on all that. People go look that up from the No, not today. <laughs> so what does a finance and business planner do? So and a, a short snip about what we do. We just help the person today plan for themselves in the future. Okay. And we take many different factors into account. The economy, one, the lifestyle, what kind of lifestyle they want to live. Other factors that may not be present in their life, like children or college. And we Mm -hmm. just try to create a roadmap for them. Okay. And we know, like, this is like an estimate of how your life should go financially um and we'll we'll build some kind of legal way within there that if something happened like a a pandemic a covid that -hmm. you're still okay your your financial plan isn't impacted whatsoever and essentially that's what we do And, and a lot of times we build safeguards within there with with risk management products like uh your life insurance 
your your income protection, which is disability insurance. And then mm -hmm. we put the fun, sexy stuff in there, right? Every the sexy stuff everybody want to talk about. What's that? In investments. Oh, okay. Investments, the stock market, you know, 401k is IRA. It's like all that stuff. It's okay. a balance of two. It, it, it's a balance, right? Because mm -hmm. if somebody they get injured or they have a health condition and they out of work, what's the first place they gonna go to, Jeff? They gonna touch that savings. Yeah, that's true. But if we build that safeguard in our financial plan, we don't have to touch our savings. Our state our savings are still looking nice. And we have income coming in until we get better, until we get well. It doesn't impact our financial future in the, you know, for, for the long run. Essentially, that's what we do. But not enough of us um, want to, because we're young, right? True. We're young. We're in the rat race, which is okay. It's nothing wrong with it. You know, life is a rat race, especially True. if you become a family working person, like you're in the rat race, work house chores, this, that, other, you know, then you forget about it. But I like to talk to families. I like to talk to individuals very early on and tell them like, look, this is something we need to consider. Even if you don't act on it now, I want to plant that seed. Okay. Kind of like faith, right? I plant yeah. the seed somewhere along the line, it'll grow. Somebody will water it, it'll grow. But it's, it's in the back of their mind. I can at least say I did my job. Okay. Now, what are some tips for someone to start getting their financial affairs in order? Start budgeting, saving and stuff. What's some tips they could do? That's a great, that's a great, that's a great question. So I would say step one, have a budget because a lot of people don't have a budget in place, right? A mm -hmm. lot of people, they don't know what income's like well, they know what income's like coming in, right? People count their coins. They know what their coins look like coming in. Mm -hmm. But as far as like a surplus, like are you in the surplus? Are you in a deficit every single month? Do you have extra wiggle room to start investing? Like, so get a handle on what does it look like as far as income coming in and expenses going out. Are you in the green? Are you in the red? And then that that's one thing. And then I would say, find some wiggle room because there are a lot of expenses that we can possibly cut out for a time being um, just to save some extra dollars or donate towards our, our future. What examples? So I, those? What example? So for example, like eating out, if it's a couple eating out every single week and they spend a $30 to $60 a week, like that could be something, maybe a luxury item that we can do every other week. And that extra money could go towards, you know, their Roth IRA or a permanent life insurance policy because the power of a permanent life insurance policy is very powerful. And a lot of people, we don't talk about it. It's well, like taboo in our society. Well, well let's talk, speak on it. Well, what, okay. What power does yeah. it get to get one? So, you know, we were, we live in a day and age where anything can impact our health. I mean, like, look at COVID. Look what it did to, mm -hmm. is doing to people's bodies. Like, and, and we don't even know the lasting impact that it, it does to our bodies. But something as simple as high blood pressure, you're healthy one year and the next year you have high blood pressure. You can, you could possibly be uninsurable, right? Or you could pay, you could go from paying 
a very affordable rate in permanent life insurance to paying double or triple that. Whoa. I mean, it just did that. that that's a, a very extreme okay. example. But okay. along with other health uh, health impl implications or whatever, like that could be somebody's reality. So if we get it while we're young and we're healthy and we keep it for, you know, for the duration of our life, we can have, it's like a, I always say it's like a savings account on steroids, right? Because you have, it's, it's a dual, a, a dual product. It's there for the death benefit in case something happens and we mm -hmm. pass away prematurely. Our parent, our family inherits that, mm -hmm. but also you're, you're building up cash within that policy that you can use in the future. You fall on hard times or you need to do whatever it is. You could, you could access your permanent life insurance policy like a savings account. Really? And I mean, I want to, I want to put this disclaimer out here for people. Please talk to your financial expert expert and, and figure out how it works within your financial plan because there are different ways for you to take out the money on your permanent life insurance policy. And you want to make sure you're doing it the right way for the right reason. But it, it, it's there. It's there to do that. Where people save in the ba bank account and you earn it how much? You earn a 0.01% on your policy and some, I mean, on your, on your savings account and some life insurance policies you can absolutely earn up to 5%. Where, oh. where else do you know a product that do that? Banks and corporations have been doing it for years with permanent life insurance policies. Why don't the people know about it? Why aren't people doing it? Well, I know sometimes you hear people want to talk to you about you think, oh, this is another pyramid scheme or something. They It ain't been broken down the way you just said it. And, you know, a lot of communities need to hear it. Sorry to cut you off, but a lot of communities need to hear it because I know I can speak on the black community because I'm from the black community. A lot of a lot of our people don't know about the power of a permanent life insurance policy because years ago, decades ago, Joe Schmo was selling them garbage policies. And that has a negative stigma to it. But no, it, it, it's some policies out here that'll do you right. It's some good people out here that that'll do you right and actually care for you when 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 building these policies and these plans for them. Okay. Hey. Somebody learned something today. I'm telling you, I was sitting there. I had a whole conversation. It was so funny. Um, I was talking to uh, some people at church, and I was telling them I insure my children, my husband. He saves in the bank account because he's old fashioned. I love him for that. You know, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't want to change him. He want to save for our boys in the bank account. Go ahead. I save in their permanent life insurance policies. Okay. I dedicate money every single month to their permanent life insurance policies. And I have the autonomy in me that if I want to, I can stop their policies at age 18, 25, 30, you know, and give it to them. Boom. My grandkids automatically inherit some money. Okay. But also they have that cash within that policy. I like how you talk. <laughs> <laughs> spend that game on the Saturday. <laughs> it's all right, man. You got me fired up. Let's go, Jeff. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> now, What's the process to become a licensed health insurance advisor? 
It's oh, one. that absolutely. So it's a very easy process. So, and you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I failed my first test. I failed my first test. Don't know how it was probably. I was pregnant at the time. It was all hot in the summertime, but I failed it. <laughs> yeah, you want to But you. But you know, I probably wasn't hormones, all that good stuff that come with pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But you know what I did? I was like, okay, we're going to study a little bit more and we're going to go right back at it. And get I passed the second time. There you go. Get it out. The you know, I wish they give us scores because I would have liked to know how much I failed by. But that's what you need to do. You need to get you some good study material and you need to study for it. And then you need to take your exam and then you license. And then, like for me, I'm licensed in. Uh, several states. So then you just, yeah. Oh yeah. The plan, the goal is to be licensed in all 50 states. That's the goal. Okay. Um, but other than that, once you get state license, you could just pay another fee for, to, to be licensed in another state. Now what's the step after your license in all 50 states? You just figure out what you want to do. I mean, like pretty much you just find yourself a market. You find out, you know, who you want to market with. You can go and you can go and be uh, sell subject subjectly for one company. You can okay. sell for multiple companies. Um, it just really depends. Like me myself, I try to find a product that caters to the client I'm speaking to, okay. because one company may not fit exactly what they're trying to do and how they're trying to build it into their life and into their financial picture. Mm -hmm. So I, I find one that fits them. Some people, they come to me, they're a little bit older. They have some health problems. So I, I got to do some digging. I got to do some digging and try to find a company that will give them a product. And it's not a lot out here. That's why I also tell people, let's get it while we're young. Let's get it while we're healthy. True. Let's keep us locked in. Let's keep get our health locked in in case we have a health event. We're still locked in at that small premium price paying it. Okay. So the companies don't come to you once you get certified and licensed. You reach out to them or just be an independent contractor. I, I'm not going to say that. The companies, they come, they come knocking. They come in your LinkedIn DMs. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they no, but honestly, all jokes aside, no, no. The companies, they will come knocking. Um, okay. It's just you got to figure out what company aligns best with what you're trying to do in the market that you're trying to, to explore. Yeah. Okay. So, so it might take a little bit of homework. Mm -hmm. For an individual, but once they see that on your LinkedIn or whatever, specifically speaking, your LinkedIn page that you're a in this industry, oh, they'll come knocking. Okay. Now, do you have a website? If someone wants to reach out to you, absolutely. So you can look me up at Carissa Bush on um, LinkedIn. Uh, I got uh, Carissa the Planner on Facebook, and uh, pretty much Carissa Bush on anything. You can look me up. That's Instagram. That's Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm all over the place. Okay, cool. Now, if someone wants to be a finance finance business planner, what's the mm -hmm. process for them to do that? Oh my goodness. So you have to become securities licensed. So there's three tests you have to take. The first one is the SIE exam. 
That one is gonna probably gonna it's gonna take blood, sweat, and tears to do that one. Okay. And um, the best advice I have for somebody that's pursuing that, make sure you find great study material because um, and I you can go through Securities Exchange. I think the website is ftcu.com. Not trying to you know uh, plug anybody else in there, but I know that's some good study material. Ninety percent success rate. And then from there, um, you you have to find somebody to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you have to find somebody, you have to find a company to kind of, uh, to go up for that because you can't just become securities licensed without a company. I can't even think of the word right now. It's complete. Say that again. Vouching for you be the word. Yeah, it wasn't the word I was looking for, but pretty much, yeah, you have to be uh, established with a company and then you'll go and you'll take your um, Series 7 license or Series 6. And then from there, you have to take one more or you have to take your testing material and then you take your test for Series 7, Series 6. And then you have one more test to take. It's three of them. So we say SIE, we said Series 7 or 6, depending on which one you want to do. And then you got to take the six or the six, the 66 or the 63. So it's three tests to become um, financial, finance security license and to start pl- doing planning. See, I was thinking you, you don't get a finance degree. <laughs> I wish, I wish that was the case. Then I, I would have been good in 2008, <laughs> I'm telling you, or 2000, like, let me see, 2013. There's a lot she's talking about. There's a lot of tests. Oh, that's, that's only the tip of the, of the iceberg. Like, you there are so many designations out there you know for you to really find your craft and and make sure because regulations is ever changing that's true the laws around it everything is ever changing so like you you can find you can become a certified financial planner that's a year in studying i mean some people can bust it out like shorter than that but if you if you're working if you're working on building your business if you're working on, you know, if you're a family person, then that's something you want to do over the course of a year. But there's so many other designations just to hone your craft and, you know, give your best to your clients that you service in and staying on top of the industry. Okay. Now, what have been some of the challenges you face? Everything. Those tests. Like I told you, the insurance test. I cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't really cry, but it was a it was a little bit it was you know a big deterrent. You're like, oh man, I studied for this, this, that, and the other. Got to go back at it. But if you use that discouragement in the right way, it can fuel you to go right back at it. Um, but some of the challenges, the biggest challenge, I would say, is establish establishing yourself in the industry as a expert, right? Especially just starting out. A lot of people, they want credible people that's been in the, in the game for a while. So trying to find a clientele, it's, it's difficult. It, it's very difficult. You know, I walked out of a company because I couldn't establish the clientele. And, you know, instead of letting that discourage me, I said, okay, well, let's go out there and get it. Let's define it. Let's define who you are and who you're going to service in here and, and how you're going to do it. And that was, that's the biggest challenge at all is finding your clientele. Now, how do you figure out your clientele you're trying to find? 
That's a, that's a great question. And I, I'm still figuring that out to this day. But I say what I found that's successful right now is trying a little bit of everything, getting out there, getting in different clubs and organizations, do some volunteering, like go do some free work out there and, and get out in your city and find out who you want to work with, because that's the biggest thing. Like what might bring in the most, do- the biggest dollars to you income, you know, financially, mm-hmm. it may not, that industry just might suck for you. Or I'm sorry, that, <laughs> that, that clientele just might suck. And it's not the person. It's just like, whatever it is yeah you you, you got to find out who you like working with not a good fit for yeah. sure for sure i guess i could have said that but you know i'm long-winded nowadays you got me fired up jeff <laughs> yeah i appreciate the energy <laughs> <laughs> now what has been the impact on the positive side since you found the clientele oh man that's beautiful impact when you talk to somebody who never knew this information before, right? And it clicks and they're like, oh, are you serious? Like I can do that? This this exists? Like you get off the call and you're like, wow. You leave the meeting, you're like, wow. Like I, I feel like I really changed their life. You could just see the light bulb going off as you're sitting there talking to them. That's awesome. And they're like, Oh, this exists. And then knowing that when they take action on your suggestions, suggestions, and they see you as that trusted advisor and they're calling on you, hey, what about this? You know, I just seen it do this on the stock market, or will this impact my plan? And you're like, okay, like they're I'm the I'm their guy, I'm their girl. Okay. And then you know that you're helping them for 25, 30 years, retirement, after retirement, their their children, their grandchildren. Like when you know you're impacting their financial future. That's beautiful. Sleeping like a baby at night. That's beautiful. Now, would you have envisioned you would be somewhere on this type of a path? <laughs> Absolutely was, not. What was your original vision? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to school for business. Okay. And Jeff, I saw myself as working in somebody else's business, mm-hmm. climbing the corporate ladder, right? Okay. And honestly, it would have been that. It honestly would have been that had it not been for my break coming through, right? Like you can, if anything you've learned in these 30 minutes about myself, you can kind of see I'm ambitious. I'm very lively, right? And I've been like that my whole life. With age, you learn how to define it. You -hmm. learn how not to alter, you know. But I've always been an ambitious person and I would have been climbing that corporate ladder had it not been for God blocking it. Nope, you want to go there? Mm -mm. Nope, no, sis, nope, that ain't going to come. You think that person gonna give you that opportunity? Nope, because I, 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 I climbed my way up at a corporate job in logistics pretty fast. Okay. Like within eight months, started as an hourly employee, within eight months was a management employee, made a lateral move. Four years later, I was asking for different positions to like four different managers. Like, hey, can I do more work? Like, give me more responsibilities. I can do more. Like, okay. use my intellect, use my body, 
like put me to work. And I tell you, it wasn't until the fourth conversation with my fourth manager that I want to say my spirit talked to me. God talked to me and was like, look, <laughs> what are you going to do now? And I'll tell you how the conversation went. It happened like, isn't it crazy how you get like little feelings in your spirit mm-hmm. after you have a conversation or after you do something? And mm-hmm. that conversation with that fourth manager in two years, four different managers in two years, because this logistic company I was working for, they, they kept managers coming in and out. That's just the industry, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, I said, so, you know, I, I want to talk about moving up within the organization. I've had a conversation with the, the past three managers and he says, good, you should be good at this. And I was like, oh, this ain't going well. <laughs> this ain't going good at all. <laughs> but wow. it was at that moment where God talked to me. He was like, all right, sis, what you going to do? <laughs> and right after that, I went to planning. I went to thinking because I didn't even think about this finance industry. Like I had a recruiter reach out to me and I kind of shrugged mm-hmm. it off. I was like, mm-mm. I'm going to be in logistics. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I would be making six figures pretty cool. Mm-mm. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then that year came by and I was like, well, what was that recruiter's number? I, <laughs> I need to go have a conversation with her. <laughs> I, hear I hear that. For real. Uh, that's how it happened. Change the path. Okay. Yeah, that's how it happened, man. It, it, my season wasn't right there. Yeah, I mean, I can relate because when I rebooted my show in March last year, if I could have got to season one, episode 22, January this year, I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to get guests from. I was just doing it, talking about all the other topics. I didn't think about interviewing. Then Chris Matoon, Major Shepard L, which led to Tisha Hammond, Robin Wilson, others, like... And other people now, I'm like, hey, I, I, I want to be a part of your show. Like, wow, I didn't see this path. Blessings. What I know about purpose, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> when I'm the Moses of purpose now, I'm not part of the see, man. What you talking about, God? <laughs> what you doing? And like, and, and you got to be the vocal point. So you introvert. You got to talk to people. Stranger danger. I know you're gonna look at your face like, who's this guy? F, what do he want? Oh, he seemed okay. Let me talk to him. Like, oh, man, you take me on my comfort zone. Let me just do my little move, make music. No. And use you as an example. Like, me? I ain't, I ain't doing nothing spectacular. I know. Talk about you. Oh, dog. You just got me on front street. <laughs> yeah, as it kept growing. So how can people watch? I'm like, anchor. Audio, what you talking about? Oh man, we gotta figure that out. Then I found yeah. out about StreamYard. I gotta get in front of a camera. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna just not be in the corner no more. You're gonna be front stage. Gotcha. And I love yeah. it. Because you want to be you want to be obedient to your purpose. And people. That part. Obedience. That part right there, man. That's hard to do. 
Because God know better. Be like, nah, man, I got the plan. Like, I did make it all, bro. I think I got better for you over here. Like, nah, man, my path is good right here. I'm, 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 I'm comfortable. I think, yeah, no, like, nah, obedience. That ocean I got, it's a big spot right there for you if you just follow me. Like, uh, he is God, you know what I'm saying? I guess I do need to follow. Yeah, what 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 do I know? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess this is my creator. What no, a hundred percent, man. He put the skills in me, like I guess he would know. Like, trust me, you can do this. All right. And I love that. I've been humbled to hear all of y'all amazing stories that's helping people. Absolutely, man. I love that. I love that. Obedience has been the word in my in my prayers on my lips since last year. I don't know how it got in my well, I know how God put it in my sphere, but obedience because it, it's not something that's taught easily. Like even as a child, I got a, I got a three year old that's a splitting image of me as a child, uh -oh. and I'm trying to teach like I say obedience like at least once a day, like. Listen, you're not going to get this. You got to be obedient. You got to listen. But then at the same time, it might be a hypocritical because God is telling me the same thing. But I'm not going to go preach it. But I tell you this because that's what's been on my mind. Obedience. Like, it's so funny. I'm going to share this with you. I follow mm -hmm. another church and they're in Kentucky, but I follow them like I'm a member of them. Wednesdays, Bible studies. Sundays, you know, uh, service. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> they uh so my church family here in Flint, Michigan, we just did a like a, a 21 day fast as okay. a church, as a as a congregation in January. And we mm -hmm. were doing it, Jeff. I'm telling you, we were doing it from uh 6 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. Oh, seven wow. days a week. And when I tell you, me and my husband, that's our thing. We we connect over the weekends. The kids go over to grandparents on the weekend. We connect, we eat. We talk about whatever, you know, that's our time for each other. Mm -hmm. And like for us, like sitting here, like what, six o'clock coming, 559, 559 to 59 minutes, 59 seconds we eating. Like it was a difficult, challenging test, especially on the weekends, because on the weekends we splurge. Like that's our time to unwind from the week. Mm -hmm. But the church that I follow in Kentucky, um, Thursday, I got my days mixed up. Thursday, I was uh driving home from work it's eight o'clock and i said well let me tune in to bible study okay. i just told you bible study is on a wednesday it was a thursday but god led me there and mm -hmm. i look and they doing a church uh you know a, a fast for their church wow and they did it and they were doing it all last week so they were doing it like monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday so it was a thursday they was doing it from 6 a.m to 8 p.m and I and I made it just in time to do it on Friday. You know what I said? I said, no, nah, God. <laughs> I'm here on the next <laughs> Man, I made them so many excuses. Jeff, I said, no, nah, God. But, you, <laughs> but what was it? What was the chances of me tuning in a day late, catching the last fast? Obedient. I was not obedient. I failed that test. But the mm -hmm. next one, I'm going to try to do it. I said, no, nah, God, I just fast. <laughs> I just fast all 21 days. And it is already, man. I need to <laughs> Give me some grace. Give me some grace, God. <laughs> I said, no. Okay. No. But to your point, I'm long-winded. To your point 
obedience. I'm learning it. It's a great behavior to have in health and and wealth, right? And building wealth mm-hmm. and spiritual connection to God. Like that's something that we need to have in our in our character all day long. And I, I commend you, Jeff, for being obedient to your to your passion and where God is leading you. Cause this is gonna impact somebody's life and who knows where you'll be next year. So thank you for this. Thank you for this outlet. I appreciate it. And this episode about you be as long winded as you want. We do buy <laughs> <laughs> you, you think I'm long winded. You need to talk to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I love his long windedness. He, his school a person in a heartbeat. And he love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, last question, ask everybody. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Mm. So the first thing came to my mind was find you a great mentor. The last company I told you I flunked out of, I got a great mentor still to this day. Like that man still trying to help me and build me. Okay. Find yourself a great mentor and you don't need one. You need a team. It takes a village, right? You mm. find your mentor in another way. And for me, my spiritual connection to God is what keeps me going. Because that was a discouraging year when I first started, right? I can believe that. But you you, you have that faith. you got the word to lean back on. Mm-hmm. And then you get a message from anywhere. Your your spiritual awareness, you're on your height, right? Mm-hmm. So a word can come out of nowhere. And you know that's a word from God. Oh, yeah. And it could be a complete stranger just saying something about whatever. But you said, okay, I needed to hear that. So I would say a mentor, being open to just being spiritually connected, being open for just all kinds of possibilities. Okay. Because you never know when your breakthrough will come through. You never know who it may be. Like you never know when you're talking to an angel in disguise. I got that from Yvonne Orgy. And that's so true for everything in life. You know, you never know when you're talking to an angel in disguise. You at the supermarket, you're talking to this person. They see the kindness in you. You're just genuinely being compassionate about yourself. You meet that person two, three months later at a business setting. And they and they're the person that puts you on. That's true. You, you protect your brand. You never know who God will use to help you. You never know when you're talking to an angel in disguise. Never know. That's some great wisdom and advice. Put down for people that might want to go this path. Yeah. Appreciate you for sharing. Taking your time Saturday to chop it up with me. I want to thank finance business planner, licensed health insurance advisor, Carissa Bush, MBA, out here doing big things. You got any other things coming up you want to promote? You know, not at the moment, but my husband and myself, we got something in the workings right now. We about to try to touch the youth. We about to try to do more in our city. We from Flint. We love our city. Great talent, great minds out here. It's time to start empowering the youth. So we getting some things together. We getting involved in our community because that's that's what it's about. I got two little boys. I want them to know this is what it's about. It's about serving. Yeah. Lesson teach. For sure. Well, uh, thank you for doing it. Absolutely. Thank you. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl and Valentine's. I appreciate you. You too.
Yes, thank you. You too, man. You're welcome. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>